A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Welcome to another edition of Bearing Arms, Cam and Company. My name is Cam Edwards, and I am so glad you were with us on the program here in the waning days of summer. That's right. Uh, here we are on Tuesday, September the 20th. Just a couple of days left before uh, fall officially kicks off. We are also less than two months away from the midterm elections here, but about six weeks or so, I guess, right? So maybe seven. And uh, gun control groups are starting to get a little antsy. Yeah. Politico out with a, a big story today on uh, how Democrats are trying to counter a wave of GOP attacks on crime. That's right. Republicans are pouncing once again, seizing on the uh, increase in crime that we have seen around the country over the past couple of years. You know, the gun control lobby has been trying really since 2020 to blame this increase in violent crime on the rise in gun sales, even though there's no real evidence that the uh, two are connected. Uh, but now, oddly enough, uh, Politico, at least, trying to downplay the uh, huge spike in crime that began in 2020 and has uh, continued to rise, albeit not as steeply, in uh, 2021 and 2022. Now, Politico calls it a uh, an uptick in crime over the last two years. Not the biggest crime spike, uh, one-year crime spike recorded, which was the case. Uh, they say that the uptick in violent crime over the last two years, coupled with a spike in Republican-sponsored TV ads attacking Democrats on public safety, has pushed the issue to the forefront of the midterms. Inflation and abortion still dominant on the campaign trail, but crime and public safety are rising as issues. Mentions of crime in GOP TV ads doubled over the last month to 18% of all Republican ads launched in that time, according to analysis by Ad Impact, an ad-tracking firm. And now the gun control lobby is trying to ride to the rescue of their uh, beleaguered anti-gun allies. Yes, they have uh, conducted a research project, political reports, uh, including interviews of nearly 18,000 likely voters across seven battleground states this summer in the wake of the Uvalde school massacre. The uh, project testing messages that explicitly linked anti-gun violence measures, including background checks on gun sales and red flag laws. We would call them gun control measures, by the way, not anti-gun violence measures with crime and public safety, including the safety of law enforcement officers. The results show that putting that lens over gun safety issues boosted support for Democratic candidates, not only among the party base, but among traditional swing voters that the party needs to keep governorships and Senate and House seats this year. Yeah. So don't call it gun control, right? Call it gun safety. Uh, and then uh, say, basically, uh, you know, the uh, the way to keep us safer is through these uh, common sense gun safety measures. I we're going to get into why I think the results of this project are a little overblown. But but look, violent crime has been going up in places in this country where there are already universal background checks in the books, where there are already red flag laws in place, where you have 10-day waiting periods, where you have all kinds of, we have bans on so-called assault weapons, Right. There was a story, actually, I uh, ran across earlier today. I might write about it for Bearing Arms, but probably not. But uh, there's a story out of Santa Fe. Uh, most crime categories up for the year in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Crime has increased overall uh, across the state of New Mexico over the past four or five years. And that's with universal background checks and red flag laws in place. Democrats spent a lot of political capital, actually, over the past few years in New Mexico, putting red flag laws and universal background checks in place. And what has happened to the state's crime rate is continued to go in the wrong direction. So 
if, for instance, every town wants to suggest this messaging to uh, Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham in New Mexico, well, just talk about, you know, red flag laws, universal background checks. The Republican gubernatorial candidate, Mark Ranchetti, should be out there talking about these things, too. We tried this. We put universal background check laws on the books. We put red flag laws on the books. You know what's happened? Violent criminals have laughed at these laws. They're ignoring these laws with impunity. Meanwhile, legal gun owners, law-abiding citizens are once again seeing their rights restricted. In fact, not even seeing their rights restricted, but the gun control lobby wants to turn your right to protect yourself with a firearm into a criminal offense itself. That's the type of messaging we need to see pushing back against the uh, gun control lobby here. Uh, Charlie Kelly, senior political advisor to every town, says that, uh, quote, tying gun safety, crime and public enforcement together aims to reset the narrative that has uh, traditionally put Democrats on the defensive. Especially true, uh, Politico says, back in 2020, when slogans like defund the police, which are popular among activists on the left, but not among voters in general, were wielded against Democrats in races around the country. Kelly continued, quote, the fear tactics that they had success with in 2020, I don't think will work this time around. We actually are the ones that are tough on these issues, and we need to be more vocal about it. Um, I'm not actually, well, here's the thing. Groups like Everytown and Moms Made Action, they actually want to have it both ways. Uh, Shannon Watts from Moms Made Action is on the record as saying that police violence is gun violence, right? And that police reform is desperately needed. That, of course, that was back in 2020. He didn't come right out and say we need to defund the police, but certainly talked about the need to reform law enforcement, right? At the same time, as I mentioned, it's not that groups like every town want to get tough on violent crime or violent criminals. They want to get tough on legal gun ownership. They want to get tough on those who are exercising their Second Amendment rights. They want to get tough on the firearms industry, blaming them for the actions of criminals. They want to get tough on moms and dads who would dare to try to teach their kids how to be safe and responsible around firearms. That's who they want to get tough on. When it comes to getting tough on violent criminals, we rarely hear every town for gun safety talk about any particular case, right? I mean, they, they want to get tough on people who exercise their right to carry. They want to get tough on people who want to own the modern sporting rifles. They want to get tough on all kinds of people. But I've never once heard a gun control activist say, you know what? This guy violated our gun laws. We need to get tough on him. No plea bargains when these gun control laws are broken. I don't, I don't, I don't hear that. Instead, again, I hear a lot of talk about police violences, gun violence, and Got to put these laws on the books, but they're not so keen, actually, about talking about the uh, individuals who would have to enforce those laws. And um, it should be noted that this Politico story found uh, even some Democratic operatives who really say the best thing that their candidates can do right now is to just try to avoid the issue entirely. Zach McCrary, a Democratic pollster, says that uh, crime is an issue where Republicans are on offense almost everywhere. Uh, He said, if you're forced to engage on this issue, I do think showing strength, showing toughness, getting tough on illegal guns is a way to talk about it effectively. You're trying to do enough on it for voters so you can move on to another issue, hopefully fighting to a draw on it and then moving on. In other words, check that box, man. Just check the box Uh, and, and then start talking about abortion. Start talking about inflation. 
doesn't matter. If you're talking to somebody who lives in a high crime neighborhood who's seen things get worse over the past couple of years and who now has new impediments to protect themselves because their local government or their state government in the wake of the Bruin decision decided to pass all kinds of new gun control laws that treat the right to keep arms with contempt. You're just supposed to say, oh, I'm, uh, like me and I'll, uh, I'll pass the universal background checks and that'll be great and everything will be all fine. I, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't think that message is going to resonate. Now, a political notes that a, a recent NBC News poll showed that Republicans enjoy a 23 point advantage on the question of which party voters trust more to handle crime. Robert Blizzard, a Republican pollster, says anytime you mention crime or public safety, the advantage for Republicans is significant every time. If I were a Democrat, I don't think I would try to make the 2022 races about crime and public safety unless I absolutely had to. So a 23-point advantage for Republicans in that NBC poll. And pretty much every poll shows at least a double-digit advantage for Republicans. So how effective are the anti-gun talking points? Mm, Not very. Uh, In the memo describing the findings of his research project, every town tested messages that linked a candidate who, quote, opposes background checks on all gun sales and supports permitless carry with, quote, violent criminals can buy a gun with no questions asked. Which, by the way, violent criminals can buy a gun, no questions asked, even in states with universal background check laws, because violent criminals typically aren't buying guns at gun stores. They're not using legal means to purchase their firearm. But whatever. Uh, Anyway. They, uh, according to Everytown's research, compared to a control group, swing voters who saw that message moved five points towards Democratic candidates. Another test on keeping weapons out of the hands of domestic abusers also saw a 4.7 point Democratic bump among swing voters over the control group. Now, again, five points when uh, Republicans enjoy a 23 point lead (laughs) brings that lead down to 18 points. Mm-hmm. You can now start to understand why uh, Democratic operatives are still telling candidates, just don't talk about this if you can avoid it, right? Because it, it still is not a winning message, despite the uh, anti-gun talking points from uh, groups like Everytown, who, by the way, say that they've already spent about $2 million on the midterms and uh, say that they will be very aggressive in independent expenditures going forward. So while you might not see the candidates themselves... Use the uh, Everytown talking points. Don't be surprised if you see Everytown ads going after Republicans accusing them of being soft on crime, right? And empowering violent criminals to purchase firearms when we know that these uh, gun control laws have no impact on violent criminals. So again, I, I think that Republicans do still enjoy the advantage here. I hope that Republicans, though, can push back against this. I don't think that they should just accept these talking points. Uh, We do need to be talking about the rise in violent crime. We do need to be talking about these sweetheart plea deals. We do need to be talking about the fact that Democrats want to increase public safety by diminishing your right to protect yourself. Because that's what gun control ultimately is all about. All of the new laws that have been passed by Congress, all of the new laws that have been passed in New York and in California since the Bruin decision was handed down, 99% of them are aimed directly at legal gun owners, at people who want to obey the law, and trying to impose new criminal penalties on those individuals as they exercise their Second Amendment rights. Now, I haven't focus grouped that message. 
I haven't surveyed 18,000 people. I don't have the uh, deep pockets of Michael Bloomberg. But I suspect that that messaging is going to be at least as effective as the Democratic talking points, particularly given the fact that these focus groups basically sit in a room and they're hearing one-sided messages, right? They're only hearing from the gun control groups. In the real world, these voters are going to be hearing from both Democrats and Republicans. While Democrats might proclaim that uh, the way to public safety is to restrict the rights of law-abiding citizens, I think the Republican focus on violent criminals and ensuring your ability to defend yourself and your loved ones, I just have a sneaky suspicion that that one, that messaging, is going to win out over the anti-gun talking points. All right, let's turn our attention to today's Armed Citizen story, our good deed of the day, our recidivist report, which actually is not a recidivist report. This is a first offender, a first-time offender, but it's still a sweetheart plea deal. Jail and probation ordered for a man who fired at a car in a road raid incident near Price, Utah. That headline leaves out some of the details, uh, including the fact that uh, the guy who fired those shots was apparently high in methamphetamine at the time. Was caught not only in possession of a gun, but uh, in possession of numerous illegal drugs, including at least 50 fentanyl pills. Yeah. And despite that, James Deshaun Lockhart Jr. is not going to prison. A uh, judge in Utah instead sentenced him to 180 days in jail with credit for time served, as well as 36 months probation. I know. It's pretty astounding, isn't it? The judge says he was uh, persuaded to uh, cut Mr. Lockhart a break because of his lack of criminal history, because of his uh, strong family support system. Uh, although it should be noted that that strong family support system apparently didn't stop Mr. Lockhart from uh, spiraling, in his words, uh, into a uh, drug addiction. Uh, according to his defense attorney, Gene Campbell, Lockhart was traveling to Texas with the intention of living with his sister and getting drug treatment. But he was high on meth at the time. Uh, she says he wasn't in his right mind on the day of the incident due to his drug use and spent over an hour trying to get away from this other car, which he believed was following him, saying, quote, he was very afraid for his life, adding it was not his intention to harm anyone. Oh, I, I, fine, it wasn't his intention to harm anyone. He's behind the wheel of a car on meth, and he fires shots at a car because he thinks that that car is following him when they weren't. Now, I hope that Mr. Lockhart can turn his life around, but given the struggles that we have seen with those who are addicted to fentanyl, given the danger that Mr. Lockhart posed to the public that day, I got to tell you, I think probation and what amounts to time served, 180 days beyond bars, that's not nearly uh, enough consequences for this. If we're trying to repeat, if we're trying to prevent this from happening again, uh, his defense attorney says, well, this is the only incident in his life. Nah, we don't know that. It's the only time he was caught. It's the only time he was charged. It's the only time he was offered a plea deal. But again, this was. This was really serious. And given the fact that uh, drug addiction plays a role here, I'm not so sure that prison isn't the best place for Lockhart to get clean and sober and then try to start his life over again. 
But um, thanks to this judge in Utah, Mr. Lockhart has gotten a second chance. And uh, let's hope, let's hope for his sake and for everybody's sake that uh, he takes advantage of it and is successful in conquering his demons. Uh, today's Armed Citizen story from Phoenix, Arizona. I don't have a whole lot of details here. This happened Sunday night around 1030. Police say a uh, man was shot and killed after trying to break into a woman's home. Uh, the woman fired shots when police arrived. They uh, found the uh, injured man there, took him to a local hospital where he passed away from his injuries. Uh, the woman was interviewed by police at the scene, not arrested, not uh, charged at the time. Uh, the investigation still continues, but at this point looks to be a case of self-defense. We don't, again, know if the intruder was known to the woman if this was a stranger but uh, hopefully we'll get some more details here in the coming days uh and finally today our good deed of the day in the right place at the right time we're unable to do the right thing a mississippi police officer who was able to save an infant who was choking let's see uh still from the uh, body camera of officer ortiz in oxford mississippi he was back on september 15th Oxford police got a call about a, a child who was having trouble breathing. Officer Ortiz, the first one on the scene, able to take the baby from mom and uh, remove the obstruction in the child's airways. The uh, baby uh, was taken to local hospital for evaluation. Everything checked out fine. So the baby's okay. Officer Ortiz, back to work. Just uh, another day on the job. But again, in the right place at the right time, willing able to do the right thing to save the life of a child. So, Officer Ortiz, we thank you for your very good deed. And I thank you for being a part of this edition of Bearing Arms Cam and Company. We'll be back tomorrow with another edition, but I would also strongly encourage you to check out BearingArms.com, the website throughout the day, where we'll update you on even more of the latest Second Amendment news and information that you need to know about. And, of course, if you like what you see, you can always become a VIP subscriber. All you got to do, go to barryandarms.com, subscribe, use the promo code GUNRIGHTS. You'll get a significant savings on your VIP membership. And as our way of saying thanks for showing your support, we're going to give you news stories, analysis, and other stuff you won't find anywhere else because your support does matter. And it really does make a difference. So thanks again. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday in the uh, waning days of summer here. We'll be back tomorrow. Until then, be well, be safe, and be free.